Welcome to the Weekly Spiral. You are tuned into episode 31. My name is Cyrus. I have my co-hosts Matthew Durgan and Casey Sully here with me. We're really excited to bring you some NFL news today as well as uh, some of our hot takes for the draft and uh, quarterback comparisons. Um, first and foremost, how are we doing today, fellas? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Yeah, doing well. A lot of time to work on the blog posts and the film breakdown, so make sure you, you check those out. Both Durgan and I are, are pushing them out, so... Make sure you, yep. you take a peek at weeklyspiral.com. Yeah, weeklyspiral.com. We've got a lot of draft content and uh, analysis going up in the near future, so that's exciting. Um, let's talk about our first thing. So Peyton Manning turned down a job offer from ESPN. Yeah. yeah. A lot of money, like $18 million you turned down a year to work. What was uh, what was Tony Romo's deal? Games? He got $17 million. Ooh. So Peyton million. would have been the highest so, paid. Yeah. And that was just for commentating. <clears throat> and he gets paid as well for Peyton's Place or whatever the film breakdown mm, he does mm-hmm. for uh, ESPN on ESPN Plus, which yeah. is pretty good, actually. It is cool. But he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's crazy. Like, I can't believe he turned this down. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I mean, we all lost when that yeah. news broke because Booger is uh, still with ESPN. So unless they can find someone else to, to replace him, we're going to have to listen to him for oh, gosh. for another year. And then in a couple of years, we're going to get him for, for 17 games. Woo! So won't that be fun? Yeah. That would be amazing. Nothing I mean, better than booger analysis. Th- there's no way booger's back next year. Like, they, they just can't do it. Like, they have to find somebody to replace him. Yeah, I agree. But I don't know. He's He's latched on. He's still there. He's yeah. like that cockroach. He won't go away. <laughs> he, he won't. They tried to trade for Al Michaels, ESPN did. Yeah. They tried to get Tony great. Romo. They tried to get Peyton Manning. And meanwhile, Booger's just kicking back and keeps racking up those W's. Exactly. And well, one thing I was reading that Peyton Manning wants to be like the president or GM of a team. Oh. So he's just going to hold out until that happens. Which Makes is more sense. work, more yeah. work, less money. Which is For like, sure. come on, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, eh, whatever. I'm over it. I'm not over it. <laughs> <laughs> more work, less money, but he gets to put his imprint on a franchise and build something. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I can't really blame him for that. I mean, commentating is not for everybody. Maybe he just wants to stick to nationwide commercials, which is fine. You yeah, know, yeah, good for him. He's still making that money regardless. Uh, let's talk about somebody who's no longer going to be making that money, though. Travis Frederick, Cowboys center, uh, officially retired at the age of 29. Still relatively young, especially for an offensive lineman. I feel like they have a little bit more longevity to their careers if they can maintain their footwork and keep some of that explosiveness. His reasoning sounded like he said he just couldn't play at the same level that he had expected of himself. Um, I wonder if there's something else going on there. What do you guys think? There is. So yeah, there he is. Yeah, he has a, a disease called, uh, it's like French, forget what it is, uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. So, it's a next uh, good pronunciation, right? by the way. Thanks. Like his- Took French class. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Autoimmune disease that affects the nervous system. Um, knocked him off the field in 2018. Lost some strength and motor skills, but got cleared to return last year. And he played all 16 games, but I guess he just didn't feel like he was he was playing up to par. Yeah, he didn't play as well this year as he has past years. And kind of that once uh, dominant Cowboys offensive line 
slowly but surely coming back down. Yeah. Uh, some other guys are getting older as well. Zach Martin. Now Travis Frederick retired. Mm. <clears throat> no, for sure. I, I mean, they invested a lot of draft capital in, in that line early on, especially, and then paid Zeke a lot of money. And if that offensive line collapses, that uh, that contract will look worse and worse for, for Zeke. Yes, yeah. you can be the greatest. Like, look at Saquon, one of the best running backs, but behind that line, he's he's way less impactful than he could be. I mean, look at Todd Gurley. Yeah, former well, Rams running back. Now he might be Falcons. a difference. Yeah, yeah, true that as well. But I mean, once his offensive line went to shit, so did his yeah. knees and his play. Yep. Yep. Crazy. Yeah, and I mean Dak Prescott as well. Let's not forget about oh, yeah. you're about to pay the man probably. <clears throat> record numbers and he's he's going to be under pressure a lot yeah oh yeah so that's a priority i think for the cowboys as much as i hate seeing a player retired due to something like this um i equally love the cowboys getting worse as a team <laughs> so that's good but at the same time travis frederick is one of the best centers that we've seen in our generation and it sucks to see him retire at such a young age amen yeah for sure Next player to move, Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints. Durgan, what do you think about this one, man? Well, me and... Former uh, Niners legend. Yeah, me and Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders have an up-and-down relationship. Remember the day the day that he got traded, we recorded yeah, the pod. We I ripped the trade. The trade, looking back, I mean, you got, you got to the Super Bowl, so he did his job, made a few big catches, but he had to go. Uh, it's too expensive. Niners don't have the cap space. They... <clears throat> They need to re-sign Kittle. They need to fill out the roster on the defensive line, especially with lots of Buckner. So, yeah, it was it was kind of the right move. Uh, now that mm-hmm. but they got the 13th overall draft pick. I'm sure they'll draft uh, one of the top three guys there. Michael Thomas. Yeah, they have no receivers. And this gives them, you know, a safety. Yeah, yeah, I love sure. this move. This is a great move for the Saints. Drew Brees has no excuses this year. This is he's got weapons everywhere. If, if Kamara can come back to the scene and play like he did his rookie season, um, that's going to be a dangerous offense. You got Jared Cook, you got Emmanuel Sanders, of course Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, Kamara. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting in New Orleans. I think uh, they have no excuses at this point to be contenders for the super bowl what do you guys think absolutely yeah i think they were going to be that regardless of any moves they made in the off season but i don't know i feel like that one that one uh wide receiver was kind of the biggest hole i don't know people were picking them even this year when they didn't have a first round buy and were playing in the wild card round they thought they were going to blow the doors off of off of the the vikings and then be the only team to give the the 49ers a run for their money in the nfc so uh should have they should have but they didn't so and let's not forget the guy that's that's better than lamar jackson um Taysom hill so yeah he's 30 years old did you know that by the way yeah so if he's gonna be the guy he gotta make him the guy kind of soon here as quarterback making his first start at 35 yeah it'll be like brandon whedon but brandon whedon (laughs) forgot about that guy you can't be worse. He's already had a better career. So. Yeah, 
True. True. All right. What's next here? Panthers. Talking about the Panthers and how they yeah. made a few moves. I mean, yeah. they, did. they did my guy dirty, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Um, what a disgrace, man. Like, he is that franchise for basically my entire life. He was that remember. franchise. He was, he was that, that franchise. franchise. He was the face of that franchise. He was he was a star. I mean, you could argue Hall of Famer or not um, down the line. I don't know. But, um, man, uh, regime change. And he's, are you, did you he's turn into Durgan with this hot take? Cam Newton, he, a Hall of Famer? I didn't say, I didn't say first ballot. There's, worse, one good year. there's players he, in, in the Hall of Fame with worse careers than Cam Newton. Yeah, that played in like the 60s. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's players that have made it to the Hall he's, of Fame that have had worse careers. I, so, I don't think he even sniffs it at this point. He's one of the most unique players to play the game, so I think he's he sniffs it for sure. He sniffs it all day. All day. He had like one good season, and that's it. No, he's had a few. He is severely overrated. He's been dominant he's for a couple of years, but uh, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, no chance. We'll revisit this in like 10, 20 years. <laughs> and you'll be eating those words. But so they officially cut Cam Newton. Um, Bears fans are in shambles because they paid Nick Foles 15 mil in a fourth round pick when they could have just signed Cam Newton for nothing. Um, yeah. Kyle Allen traded to Washington, reunited with Ron Rivera it's this guy we'll see what happens there quarterback competition between him and Dwayne Haskins Panthers are making moves it's it's a uh, it's time for a retool of that team I think basically you have Christian McCaffrey and then uh I mean well, I don't know what else at this point t- today they signed Robbie Anderson yeah oh did they, they so did. That's, that's a big pickup because uh, he used to play at Temple with their new head coach Matt Rule and it's kind of funny people on Twitter making uh, lighthearted jokes about the fact that Robbie Anderson would have been probably the best receiver Kim Newton ever had. Yep. Uh, and, of course, it uh, comes on a day that he gets released. But it's a good move for the Panthers. Um, they tried trading Cam Newton. Market wasn't there. But trading Kyle Allen, who they got the undrafted rookie free agent a few years ago, uh, they got, they got like a fourth or fifth round pick for him, I fifth, believe. Fifth, fifth. Yeah. So that, that's, a, that's a win. That's a huge win for them. Yeah, that's a good Because Bridgewater is their guy. Uh, they have Will Greer, who can be a backup. And if they suck, there's a few quarterbacks next year that will be ready to step up and play. So, mm-hmm. good move all around yeah. for the Panthers. Uh, Cam Newton, don't know where he goes. Possibly New England, but I think him and Belichick would clash too much. So, don't know where he's uh, going next. Yeah, it's sort of, uh, we talked about it before, but it feels like for the first time in a long time, the supply of quarterbacks is outpacing the demand. And yep. it seems like all the starting jobs are kind of figured out. Uh, I think the Chargers still don't have anybody unless they really want Tyrod Taylor to, to start. But you still got Jameis out there. You still got Andy Dalton out there. And now you have Cam Newton. So uh, three yeah. guys that are serviceable. I don't know if all of them are quality starters, but they can definitely make a team competitive. Like the, the Chargers, if you have a roster already in place, like all three of those guys I think can keep that team afloat and – maybe push them to a, a playoff berth. Yeah, and then you got guys like Jameis Winston who are just screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you do if you're Jameis? You're, I mean, you pr- pretty much you accept a backup role, right? Isn't that yeah, crazy? You, you lead the league in throwing yards, and then you're probably going to be a backup next year. They also lead the yeah. league in interceptions. So True, true. But here's your, here's your question. Of Cam Newton and Jameis Winston, because they're both free agents, Aiden Dalton still in the Bengals, will probably get traded, but we don't know that. I mean, Jameis and Cam, 
who would you rather have start for you next year? Cam Newton. It's not even a question. Uh, At this point, I cannot trust James Winston to even make decisions. Just I, you haven't even seen life. Cam Newton play in like two years, which is pr- still better than James Winston throwing interceptions left and right. <laughs> I don't know. I think Jameis got LASIK, so uh, I would take Jameis. I think. See, I, I pick Cam Newton, but I think it's pretty close. I think it's pretty close. I, th- I think Jameis. I mean, I think the guy's an asshole, but. I think there's still something there where you can try to save. And Cam Newton, I just don't know if he wants to play football anymore. Well, apparently he's more motivated than, than ever, according to Twitter or some posts oh. he made in his hieroglyphic oh, uh, yeah. texting yes. that he does on, on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah, yeah, that's creepy. I don't like that. It is weird. He's a weird dude. Really weird he guy. All right. I like him. I think he's still got some juice. I think he'll he'll play average. But like good enough. <laughs> yeah. good enough. He's a yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Future Hall of Famer Cam Newton is gonna play average. He he could make the Hall of Fame. You're gonna, he's you're gonna not be surprised. going to. He's not going to. If he plays Hall of Fame, I will buy your ticket to Canton to go see him get inducted. There you go. It's that sounds great. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna remember this. This is on the record. I we have it recorded. On the record. So. Proof. Yeah, we're going to go. As long as there's no fucking viral outbreaks, we're <laughs> all going to go. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, man. Um, all right. I added this one in. Let's talk a little bit about Darius Slay to the Eagles. I think this is sort of uh, the splashiest move we've seen this organization make in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Signing what they consider to be their top-tier cornerback, who I think is the top-five cornerback in the league, um, but they paid the most that any cornerback is currently being paid. Um but more interesting to me beyond the signing, which I think was a good, it was a good trade and sign. Um, they traded a third and a fifth and finally got somebody who I, I think can play the position at a high level, um, is the drama that came out of it and what they, not only him, but a lot of other former Detroit Lions players had to say about Matt Patricia. Did you guys hear about all that? Yeah. 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 Patricia is a dead man walking at this point. He's, Lions will suck this year. Um, I think the role of Stafford and then go for a new quarterback next year and kind of start the rebuild for like the 40th straight year. <laughs> Constant rebuild in Constant Detroit. Constant rebuild, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, Matt Patricia at least, is is trying to take that Belichick model of being a hard ass and calling people out and uh, being a tough love kind of guy. But if if they don't, the players don't respect you as a coach as far as winning. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's got to be love before you give the tough, right? They got to know that, that you love them before you can give them tough love. Uh, and to come out strong, like it seems like he, he has with a lot of players, uh, doesn't really work when you have no reputation. Belichick can do it because he's won, you know, six Super Bowls and they're constantly in the playoffs. And he Matt, had Tom Brady. Yeah. Matt Patricia's won nine games in three years. <sighs> gosh uh gosh yeah Yeah. i think this is very bad for matt patricia because not only are you not performing but your players don't trust you you you've pretty much lost the locker room at this point in Mm -hmm. my opinion um and i don't know if you guys saw the specifics but darius split darius slay was basically begging to get traded from the lions like on twitter publicly he was just saying they they signed uh, Desmond Trufant, and he tweeted out 
after they signed that, this is great. Hopefully, this will speed up my trade process. Like <laughs> publicly, he he tweeted that out. He was just God. dying to get out of this that culture and that organization. Um, and I think what you said is 100% correct. Matt Patricia is trying to be what he has seen in his coaching career, which is Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not Bill Belichick. You're just not. you got to coach in a way that works with your own personal style. And I think he's forcing it. He's done things. Um, I mean, what Slay uh, said happened was that he put a picture of him in one of the slides with like one of his buddies or something or posted a picture uh, from his Instagram on, on a, a team meeting presentation and said, stop sucking this man's privates. No. But he didn't say privates. <laughs> that's, he said that's something fake. else. That's got to be fake. It's not fake. No, that's got to be fake. That's yeah, terrible. I, after that and a bunch <laughs> of other people have come forward and said things about Matt Patricia, I believe it wholeheartedly. So What a lunatic. I think his time, his days are numbered. This is probably his last season. At some point, if you're the Lions, you give up on mediocrity and you maybe move on from Stafford, draft a new quarterback, hire a new coach simultaneously start a new regime because well I, I don't think stafford is the reason they're mediocre no but if you're going to start over yeah there's not anything else worth holding on to on that team at this point really in my opinion right I mean, matt stafford is like a top 10 quarterback Ooh. i think he's the only piece on that team worth keeping but he's also yeah. not in his i mean he's he's closer to the end of his career than the beginning of his career yeah i'm not always top 10 either he definitely is He's top fringe half. top ten. Top he's half. a good player. I like. I think he's underrated. Great player, but I think you know, he's definitely. He's... He gets more hate than he deserves, but I think he's a product of the systems that he's been put in, which are never that great. Um, yeah. So, what do you mean he's a product him. of the systems that he's been put in, which is never that great? But he's throwing. He's like well, been the passing leader. I mean, he has four thousand career passing yards. Like his defense has been so bad that he's 40, always been losing games. Forty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I'm saying he's a good good player. But I'm saying he's under he's even underperformed. Like that's why he gets a lot of hate is because they don't win games. I don't think I'm he gets any hate. His criticism, he gets a ton of hate. Yeah, from who? He gets a lot of criticism. I don't criticism, see dude. anyone bashing Matthew Stafford. You see like all those clips of him, like he he beat the Browns that like a few years ago where he dislocated his shoulder and didn't come off the field and threw a touchdown to win the game. Like he's like regarded as one of the toughest dudes that like slangs it. But if you're, a, you're in the NFC North and you just see what the Lions fans are saying, but I think perception around the league is he's mediocre, and I don't agree with yeah, that. I, if you're a top pick, so. you're top pick and you have no playoff wins. Yeah, but that's no, of no fault. If like Sarge just said, there's been no infrastructure yeah. around him. I mean, it's not always it's not 100% his fault, but you can say his career has not lived up to the hype. Yeah, I mean, this was sure. the number one pick. It's not Jameis yeah. Winston level. We're not talking... Yeah. not a bust. Not, Absolutely he's not. not a bust, but he is not what you expected, in my opinion, but I don't blame him for that, is what I'm exactly. saying. Yep, agreed. Uh, I, I think he is what you expected. I think he's performed well for a number one pick. He's done everything you, you ask him to do. Just because he hasn't won a playoff game doesn't mean he's not worthy of that selection. Like He's been the star in Detroit for a long time. And the only star outside yeah. of Megatron. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't. I don't understand why you're saying he's average or not, not living up to average. not living up to his draft spot. When you're drafted first overall, yeah, not not be his fault, but you're supposed to change the culture, win games. All he does is throw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. Which, yeah, not all of it's his fault, but that's just the way life is. You know, you can't help but get drafted at. 
You can't help that your team is totally incompetent, that they can't pick a defense for you, pick a running back for you. Short on this dick, but when you're drafting number one overall, I'm looking for a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Those are very, very rare, but I hear you. But that's your expectation. That's what you want. I agree with I agree with both of you. And what I'll say is, um, I'm not saying he's average. I've said he's good, and I, in fact, I said he's underrated. That's what I just said. But he could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He is not put in a Super Bowl winning situation year yes. after year. He's yes. just not. There's just not enough on that Detroit team, and he does what he can with what he has. Uh, outside of Russell Wilson, I think he's probably the second quarterback who does the most with with less. Uh, he's a great quarterback, and he, like you said, forty thousand yards is is that's a that's a big milestone. Not many quarterbacks get to that mark, but he doesn't have the wins and the playoff wins that you would want to see from a number one pick. So that's it's it's a double edged sword because it's not mm-hmm. always his fault, but at the same time, you expect your number one pick to have that. So I don't know, twenty two. I'd be I'd be pretty pumped if that was my number one pick. Yeah, but you're also a guy who's had Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre your entire <laughs> life as yeah. quarterback, so you don't even really you don't understand the struggle. You don't you haven't been there. <laughs> I've I'm, I don't see where that has any context for liking Stafford, but you got to you got to feel the highs and lows, my yeah. friend, to know you the landscape. You sit through Blaine Gabbert starting for you with Chip yeah. Kelly. You need to have Chip. You know what? You should hire Chip Kelly just for like an <laughs> offensive coordinator position. Let him fuck everything up and then for, fire for him for one and, month. For one month, we can talk. And you'll see. You. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So, Matt Patricia, as I've said many times before on this podcast, one of the worst coaches in the league. Let's move on to the Rams logo. I think this might be the most controversial topic of the uh, week Oof. out of everything. Actually, I don't know if it's controversial. I think it just sucks. Yeah. Everyone knows it sucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think most people right. yeah, are in agreement. I mean, I, I yeah. look at it, it. It reminds me of Trump's hair. That, that, that's the first thing I think of is on that A, it's like a little like Ram, but it looks like Trump's hair. It's yeah, just like, I, like what? Like, this it, it was something they didn't need to do. Like their logo was cool as it was. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the oldest logos in the league. Classic, mm-hmm. sleek. Yeah, no th- throwbacks are fresh. Yeah, they I haven't released the like the actual jerseys, so I'll like withhold judgment a little bit to see what it looks like on the actual helmet and on the jerseys. But like, just as a a, a logo on like a hat and stuff, I don't Terrible. like it. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. This is the same one that was leaked, right? And everybody was like, "This is super yeah. ugly." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, it's bottom five logos. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Them and the and, uh, Jaguars new uh, design. I hate those. Hate those. I don't mind the Jaguars. I hate that. It's so ugly. <laughs> that color scheme is terrible. Well, at least they got rid of that transition from the like the gradient on the helmet. Oh, yeah, good point. Good point. Good yeah, point. I'm, I'm with Casey. I don't really mind the Jaguars. The LA one, the, the Rams one is honestly like kind of looks like a, like a, I, I don't even know, like Chargers sort of. It kind of does. Yeah. Well, like, the Chargers, the Chargers like updated their logo today too. And it's just like, like a, a modern version of their old one, which is, which it should be. It's really nice. Yeah, just tighten it up. Make it a little yeah. sleeker. Yeah. yeah, I think more fresh, but uh, yeah. yeah, Rams, the lambs, as I call them, <laughs> the, the lambs, the lambs, they suck. So I'm I'm happy. What do you Want think? Uh, 
while we're on the topic i guess let's talk about the rams a little bit we never really touched on it um the todd Gurley trade or they cut him signing i guess they cut him i should say they had no choice really they have no money Gurley is done like his knee is like tendonitis he's gonna maybe have okay year with the falcons but the hacker of them brandon cooks appears to be on the way out no first round picks next two years uh, Sean McVay, the wonder kid, as I call him, his coaching ability is going to be put to the test this year and next year. Yeah, 100%. Sure. It's going to come down to coaching. Um, this is what happens when you go all in, right? Yep. But yeah. you need to win that Super Bowl if yes. you do this. Yep. Exactly. And they got to it, but they completely fell apart. They didn't even. It's not even that they didn't win. They just they really lost like they they weren't even in that so i mean yeah they um, were, that was the 13 to 3 super, they were in it the whole time because yeah. it was on well because it was a 10 point fest. differential the entire time sure but at the same time jared goff seeing ghosts out there it was a bad game and it, it was the biggest blowout of a closed game or a close game <laughs> blowout i've seen yeah like you watch that there game and there's, there's no chance rams gonna win like after the yeah. first quarter there was just no they had no chance yeah, I do think I'm going to say Todd Gurley has a resurgence this year, though. I think the Falcons use him as much as they want. It's a one-year deal. Sure, that may have impacts on his uh, longevity, but if he can stay relatively healthy and on the field, um, I think he has. I think he has a thousand-yard season. Oh, praise take he does. It's kind of sad. He had like two, three really good years, and then just totally hit the wall. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like they didn't know that going into this. I mean, even yeah, when he they, was drafted, he tore his ACL twice. And then yeah. after that, they signed him with the knowledge that this could be a problem, and it mm-hmm. was a problem. So yeah. it's it's nothing. It's not a surprise to anyone. Um, but I think the fact that they paid him so much and then were already so restricted cap-wise, um, yeah, had to be done. It's kind of unfortunate. But I think I'm kind of... This Falcons team, unless they... I don't know. I felt like this last year too, and they <laughs> sucked. But they're kind of stacked. Dan Quinn's a terrible coach, so they'll underachieve. He came on strong uh, last last season, though. I mean, he he picked it up at you know at the yeah. at the second in the second half of the season. That defense True. has struggled, but they they were in the Super Bowl a few years ago. So because and they were also man. really injured too. Let's not forget their defense True. was was pretty yeah. banged up. And let's so. also not forget they beat the Eagles. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah, on a walk off by Julio Jones, that was a pretty good game. I like that. That was, was a good game. Back season. and forth. Julio was, Jones is is yeah. a fucking beast. I think we would call it a a barn burner. Oh, there we go. Uh, we would. We would. <laughs> let's not rehash the past. Let's talk about the future. Okay. Um, yes. So draft. let's move on a little bit. We're we're gonna do a little bit of draft coverage. I mean. Let's talk. Let's be a little bit more specific in in the direction on this. We're not going to talk about a, a ton of prospects, but let's talk about sort of what if scenarios and um, certain players versus other players. So, outside of Burrow and Tua, who do you guys think would be the best QBs in this in this draft? Uh, for me, I think it's got to be Jordan Love, and uh, I think arm talent wise, like pure measurables all that kind of stuff he's the dude that has all the tools and what if you can get him to understand and read defenses better 
uh, and eliminate some of the questionable decisions he he's made. Uh, he's the dude. I mean, his his mechanics are super clean. Uh, he can make every single throw. He makes some bad decisions sometimes, but compared to the hype that like Herbert and and Fromm to a lesser degree are getting. Uh, I think he's just as capable capable as them. And if you if you want a piece that you want to build and you believe your coach can work with, I think he's the guy that you would take. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the fact that Love has the highest ceiling of maybe anybody the entire draft. Uh, his the measurables are insane. It's just he reminds me way too much of Jameis Winston when it comes to making decisions. Mm-hmm. He just he throws the ball just to throw it sometimes. And if you can get the right coach then he's going to be all-pro level quarterback, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps that he will get drafted in the 13 to 30 range, give or take, which yeah. means he's going to be on a better team, uh, better supporting cast around him, better coaching. That's going to help him a lot. But in terms of actual prospect, I would say Herbert. I'm not a huge Herbert guy, but he has experience. Uh, he has the skills. He has the measurables. He never reached that level at Oregon, and he would, where he started four years, so he never really hit that level he should have. But he still has a good chance to be pretty good. Uh, I think he'd be perfect with the Chargers at six. You mm-hmm. sit him for a year, let Tyrod start. Um, but you have good receivers. You have a pretty good defense. You have Austin Eckler back there, uh, good tight ends. So I think mm-hmm. he has a good chance, but he also needs a lot of coaching and a lot of time to sit back. Uh, and develop his mental skills. Sure, sure. I agree with that. And Chargers would be a good fit. I mean, I think the Chargers got to take a quarterback at, yes. at that point because they, they haven't addressed it in free agency, at least until this point. Maybe they'll kick the tires on Cam Newton. But And, and Tyrod Taylor is not bad. Tyrod Taylor is no, he's, he's, he's a good one-year gap quarterback. Yep, yep. So I think it's Justin Herbert. I think both Jordan Love and Justin Herbert is sort of 3A, 3B in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but since you guys both said that, I, I don't want to say that. And I'm going to say, <laughs> um, instead of, uh, I don't know that this is the best quarterback outside of the top two, but I'm going to say, I think Jalen Hurts will be an interesting steal for somebody down the line as we see the league transition to adapting towards these athletic quarterbacks. I think if, if he's put in the right system, we could see some interesting stuff. That being said, we've seen a lot of Oklahoma quarterbacks play extremely well in college and um, not yeah. necessarily immediately translate to the NFL, but there's something there with uh, with Jalen Hurts. I think he's very unpolished as a passer, but if you can scheme him into success, you might have something. So sure. we'll see that. Maybe like a third-round pick, second, third-round yeah. pick. Um, mm-hmm. You might have something you could work with down the line yeah and he's a physical runner like Taysom Hill would be or Cam Newton I mean he's not as good as a passer as as Cam Newton but he'll run people over he's not going to dance and get out of bounds like Lamar Jackson and that's oh yeah I think this guy's 225 pounds so he's no I mean six six foot one 225 he's he's got he's got some girth to him and he squats like 400 pounds so (laughs) nice word there he's thick thick two c's thick boy yeah thick boy for sure yeah and he won a lot of games in college, so he has experience. Yeah, yeah, he's played. I mean, he played on Alabama for three years. Played on Oklahoma. Oh. He's played for big uh, programs, and he's he's been in big games. Um, so there's something to be said about that coming to the NFL, not being phased. So we'll see. Very true. Yeah, for sure. Very true. Uh, who will be a bust? 
out of these quarterbacks, out of, out of any quarterback that you think is either overrated or um, if you want to maybe argue against each other's picks or whatever you want to do? Sure. I mean, my, my two are Herbert and Fromm. And I was just watching the, the ASU game uh, with Oregon, and uh, it was when Oregon lost. They got upset by ASU. But just mechanically and decision-making, he was inconsistent like the whole game. Like it, it seemed like he struggled to tie two good good plays together, um, and he has the arm talent. He has he has the ability to do it, but he's just not. You would expect from a guy like him that has as much starting experience as he does to not have these issues where his base is too wide or he's clicking his heels on his on his hitches or uh, not aligning his feet to the throw and stuff like that and. To me, that just reads as like, well, maybe he's not coachable. Like, there has to be a coach along the way that's emphasizing this and pointing it out. Like, there's so many quarterback gurus that he's, I'm sure he's working with in the offseason between his junior, senior year, all that kind of stuff. And if he's not applying it on the field, like, maybe he just can't do it. And uh, like Durgan was saying, he's he's got the talent. He, he should be able to do it, but he hasn't put it all together. Uh, and that worries me. Um, so he's making bad decisions and he, his, his mechanics aren't great. That's a big worry for me. Same sort of deal with Fromm. Uh, I think his arm talent is less than Herbert, but he's doing a lot of the same issues. He gets in ruts, bad decisions, um, poor base, that kind of stuff worries me. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with both those actually. Uh, Herbert, it's interesting because he would have been a top five pick last year. Had oh, he for come sure. out. Yeah. But there is... There's, I've read reports, especially from Matt Miller, who is at Bleacher Report. He's their head draft guy there, talking about how there's a lot of questions about Herbert's maturity level, mm. and they don't think that he can lead a franchise. He's not, you know, kind of the the voice in the room that quarterback needs to be. Kind of just blends in, kind kind of quirky keeps himself, and he's kind of a homebody as well. He grew up only half hour away from University of Oregon's campus. Mm. So people are worried about his not I mean, nothing wrong with that going to school nearby. It's the fact that he doesn't really seem to be that alpha you need in the quarterback. Sure. Uh, but he, I mean, he could be a great player, could be a huge bust. And Jake Fromm, two years ago at this point, he probably would have been the number one overall pick for this year's draft. He yeah. would led Oregon or I mean led Georgia to the national championship game, played yep. an incredible freshman year, and then got worse every year. Yeah. So he, he's interesting. I don't think he'll ever be a legit starter, but I think he can be a game manager for a long time. Yeah. But uh, my bust is going to be Jacob Eason uh, Ooh, former Washington. Stole mine. <laughs> that was former, mine, dude. Former Washington quarterback, also started at uh, Georgia before Fromm took his job. He is getting mocked end of the first round, early second round, and mm. I don't see it with him. I mean, he has the talent, the very strong arm, but he is really inaccurate. Uh, and he relies solely on his arm to make plays. Not a great athlete. He can move around a little bit, but he just kind of drops back and chucks the ball deep, and if the guy catches it, <laughs> he catches it. If not, it's going uh, you know, incomplete or a pick. Uh, he's a huge project. Uh, has arm talent to play in the league as a backup, but for a first-round, second-round-ish pick, I would hard pass on that. Yeah. So you completely stole my thunder. That was a lot of what I was going to say. <laughs> Jacob Eason was my pick as well. Um, I know you like 2.0s, Durgan, so I'll give you one. Mm-hmm. Brock Osweiler, 2.0. Oh, yeah. That is Jacob oh, Eason. Yeah. 
He's got the arm strength. He's yeah. got all the the uh, measurables. You know, hand size, height, uh, all the things that you like. All these the numbers guys like about uh, quarterbacks. He's six six, two thirty, decently athletic. Ran a four eight, I think, uh, which mm-hmm. is pretty good for a quarterback. So he's got some mobility, but. As we know, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to your ability to make decisions, progress through your reads, um, you know, footwork, a lot of things that are intangible and you, you can't necessarily measure at a combine. Um, so I think he's super overrated. I don't know how he shot up into the second round discussions. I think he's more of a fourth round uh, type player just based on production in college as well as what we've seen on tape. And um, it, it it's... It's going to be an interesting draft because if he does get taken second, I think he's never going to live up to the expectations that are put in front of him, similar to Brock Osweiler, hence my, my uh, comp. I mean, he's going to be a fifth quarterback taken, I believe. Not, I mean, I, I, I'd rather have Jalen Hurts, who I'm not even a big fan of, over him, based on the mm-hmm. fact, even if he busts as a quarterback, he can be a special teams guy, he can run the ball a lot. Uh, but yeah, Eason just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, he was, he was in my top fifty big board, which came out a few weeks ago. Part two is going to come out this week or next week, and he will not be on the top fifty. Oh, he's falling out of the top fifty. I wouldn't even put him in a top hundred at this point. Oh wow, really? That's, wow, yeah, that's yeah. how much I uh, anti Eason. Yeah, a lot of people have him. I mean, a lot of people have him in that fifth spot. I mean, it seems like there's the solid top four: Joe Burrow, Tua, mm-hmm. obviously, surefire, you know, top ten picks most likely. And then you got Jordan Love, Justin Herbert in that sort of second tier. Mm. Um, and then Jacob Eason is sort of that fifth guy. And then it kind of falls off from there. I mean, people are mocking a lot of the next quarterbacks third round and later from yeah. that point on. So um, I don't know why Jacob Eason kind of snuck into that top five. I don't see it. And I didn't see it on the field either. And you don't see it in the stats. You don't. I don't you didn't see it really at the combine. He had a decent performance, but... It's confusing to me. I'm not. I'm not understanding. Minus the fact that he's six six, two thirty, and you know measures up in the ways that coaches like. But um, not seeing it. Not seeing. And, not seeing it on the field. And he had great coaching. Georgia, great program. Washington, maybe the best West Coast program in the last five years or so. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a lack of talent around him. It wasn't a lack of coaching. He's just. He's not together. I don't know something about him that just he's off. No. Sounds like a John Elway. Pick yes, <laughs> to me, that, that's a, a big, tall, prototypical quarterback. Or a so, uh, old school a Bronco. Al <laughs> old school Al Davis pick. Yeah. Arm strength, yeah, athletic, but uh, can't play football. <laughs> Which is kind of an issue when you're <laughs> yeah. in the NFL. Huge problem. Yeah, huge problem. I think that should be number one priority, probably. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Derek, you want to hit us with your hot take before we wrap things up yes. here? Tua will be a better pro. Than Joe Burrow. It's pretty spicy. Not, not, not a better prospect because of injuries, but if Burrow is going to go to the Bengals, I think Tua is going to the Dolphins. Dolphins on the come up. The game players around them, willing to mm-hmm. spend money. Got three first round picks. Bengals don't spend money. They have Burrow. They'll have Joe Mixon, who's okay. Offensive line is terrible. AJ Green's aging. Tyler Boyd. He's okay and no defense in a much, much tougher division as the AFC East is on the way down and the mm-hmm. AFC North is maybe the toughest division besides probably the NFC West uh, yeah. in the whole league. So it's not going to be a like a, oh, like Burrow's going to be a bust. It's just he's going to have a lot more overcome. And Tua, 
great pro prospect. If he was healthy, it would be one and one A, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. They're really close in terms of skill level. It's just the injuries, which Tua seems to be overcoming, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, let's not forget Joe Burrow. I mean, he had, while it was the best season I think any college quarterback has ever had, mm-hmm. he only had one yeah. real sort of season to look at. Yeah. Um, he played, well, he didn't play, but he was on, he was Ohio State his first two years, and then he came to LSU, barely played one year. Or no, no, he played 13 he, games. He played, but he, but he yeah, the offense was totally different than it was last year. It was power run. Uh, he only threw the ball like 14, 15 times a game. Yeah, so I mean, there is a little bit of inherent risk there mm-hmm. that it was a sort of a flash in the pan, and maybe he can't repeat that throughout his career. But um, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to say that Tua has a better career than Joe Burrow just after what we saw. Yeah, it is. That's why it's a hot take. That's a, it is a hot take. <laughs> that's, Definitely that's spicy. Casey, you have any final thoughts before we wrap up here? No, I think uh, the Bengals have been more of a perennial dumpster fire than the Dolphins, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Joe Burrow struggles to get, get stuff going. Maybe another Matthew Stafford situation. Oh, it's possible. That's a good one. It's that's very possible. All right, well, that's that's wrapping things up here on episode 31 of the Weekly Spiral. We are super grateful for you guys for tuning in. We hope you're staying safe and healthy during all this. Um, Please check us out, weeklyspiral.com. You can find the latest and greatest in draft coverage and player analysis um, in our blog post. We have a lot coming up soon. And check us out on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all the links to our handles on our website. And with that, we are wrapping things up. This has been a Weekly Spot production, bringing you fresh football every week. Please tune in for episode 32 next week, and we are looking forward to it. And with that, take care, guys. Bye.